Travelers, a podcast where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very well, I'm very well, how are you? Better, better today, life has been a bit mental this week, but better today. Oh good. You don't want to divulge, divulge too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, everything's a bit better today. And yeah, it's just when life just gets you a bit mental, you have to kind of slow down and go, right, what's my priority, isn't it? It's not just one thing, is it? There's like a few things that happens all at once and you're like, oh, great. You could have happened like last month or, you know, another time when I was more prepared but no you all have to happen at the same time okay (laughs) thanks exactly yeah (laughs) thanks thanks for throwing it all at me and testing me at once (laughs) how's your week been ah um pretty good I had one less day of my actual job job to this week and but that was really good because I was able to write that little bit more and been writing a lot more this week compared to last week. And I'd just been writing before we are chatting now. So, um, good. I'm really enjoying it at the moment. Things are going well. And I feel like progress is good. happening. Um, I'm about a quarter of the, the way through of going through the first draft. So just tweaking it. And I'd also sent... Our editor friend, the mm-hmm. first novel I wrote, I'd sent that off to her um, after we spoke last week. And um, so she's going to look That's through good. it over the next few days and then she'll have the next couple of months, I think, to look over it and get back to me and stuff. So that's very exciting. I've not had that before. This is the first for me. Yeah, so in the meantime, just working on the, the second book. How about you? Have you been doing much writing? No. Life has just, yeah, it's just been a bit mental. Um, I, I, finding time this past week since I last spoke to you has just been really hard. I've just, I've been exhausted. And so I haven't done, I mean, I've talked previously on the podcast that I get up at crazy o'clock to try and find time to write and everything. And yeah, I've just been too tired for that. But if I miss that, um, I've got a little toddler who's refused to do any naps the whole last weekend, then I don't have time. And then because she's on the go 24-7, I don't have energy at night time to write. So, and then she's been waking up and sleeping with us and everything. So it's, yeah, I've just hadn't found any time until Monday morning. Then I had... I had a good night's sleep, and so I actually woke up at four o'clock and wrote. And I did it the other day as well. I just couldn't sleep at all, so I woke up a bit earlier and I was able to write. So I found about three moments to write in the past week. But then it's, it's those times that you have to look at it and go, okay, what's my priority right now? For my mental health, what's my priority? What can give? Yeah. And it's just like... 
I'm afraid it has to be writing because I don't have any deadlines. I don't have an agent on my back. I don't have a publisher on my back. And it's just like, I can take a moment. Writing can just pause for a second while I sort everything else out. But it's, it's annoying because it's that kind of tick, isn't it? You get like almost an addiction to writing that if you don't get your fix that day, mm. you feel wrong, mm. that something's a bit off. Maybe it's just me. Um, but <laughs> no, it's you not. You feel like, uh, oh, I haven't done that today and I, and I need to do a bit of writing and I'm disappointed with myself. And if I only had those 10 minutes, I could find time to write. And it's just, yeah, it's finding your... Well, fixes really as you were as we've talked about before with punishing yourself so I hope you Mm. were able to as you said just kind of go that this is not my priority this week I've got all these other big things happening in my life right now so it just has to go on the sidelines until I have time I hope you're able to compartmentalize that in your head and not make yourself feel bad um, yeah, I think for the first time this weekend, I think because of the amount of stuff that's happening on my personal life, is that I was able to just go, you know what, I'm not going to punish myself, I don't need that on top of everything else. And I think it's that whole thing that we're talking about this week on the podcast is mm. self-doubt, fear, challenges and everything. And sometimes it's life challenges that if you don't, if you're like a novice like us, and you're just trying to find, write your first novel, or you've been working on it for a while, or you're going through rejection stage and stuff, you don't have the pressures, then you have to be able to step back. I think it would be different if I had a publisher going, right, you've got two weeks to hand in your book, and it'd be like, ah, no. Which sounds something else would have to crazy and scary, but at the same time, I feel like I'm not doing enough because it's all me, and I'm like, it's me that needs to make this happen, so I need to get a move on, or I'll just be coasting for years to come and be like still on my first book, which I don't want to be like either. I want to be moving. But yes, I absolutely agree as well with what you said. I was listening to something which I'll talk about later into the podcast will be my recommendation but she said um that you have to at one point with your writing to take it seriously you have to stop referring to it as a hobby and more to it as work because you Mm. schedule time for work you take work seriously and if you refer to it as a hobby you give it that excuse that it's self-indulgent rather than this is something that you want to make a career of this is what you want to make happen I feel like it feels a little that way I'm like I'm really lucky I'm I'm, I've got this time to just be writing I should be doing other things you know I uh, as weird it is weird, but it, again, it's we we want to make a career of this. We want to be writers. We want to be published in some way. So if we want to make it happen, we have to write. And this is we take it, if we take it seriously, then others will have to take it seriously. And I think it's that moment going, no, my writing is worth it. What I am doing is worth it. Yeah. So our topic this week, self-doubt and fear. Yes. How does, how do, <laughs> how do, I know, they're quite light subjects, uh, but how do yeah. even those words 
it's interesting. I wasn't thinking about this, but how do just those words make you feel? Do you feel anything when someone when you hear the words self doubt and fear? I think I feel fear when I hear self doubt and fear. I got like a flutter there. Like I felt like yeah. um a little panic. And I was like, why why am I feeling that way? I'm just saying those words. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. It is mental. Okay, Haley. Do you think you're a good writer? Ooh, what a light question <laughs> that is. I know, I thought we'd start um, off small. <laughs> yeah. Didn't build big. Um I don't know. Because mm. the thing is, you've got that you've got the fear of saying, Am I a good writer? Yeah. If you say, Yeah, I'm a great writer, it's like you think that you've got like that ego. And it's, um, you've got the ego and you're going, yes, I'm an amazing writer and look at me and everyone <laughs> should read my book and put it out there and it's going to be a world sensation and everything. But if you say that you're a bad writer, mm. then why are you writing and being a novelist? Because you can't write. <laughs> so it's that kind of, or do you say, I'm an okay writer and if you say that to other people you go yeah but I don't want to read an okay writer <laughs> so it's that kind of what do you say it's just, I'm a learning writer I'm an aspiring, aspiring. writer yeah. I'm yes um I think yeah I'm definitely learning it's improving it's becoming better but What's a better word to describe than good without seeing, sounding like you've got an ego? Um, but I would say I'm better than okay. <laughs> but I don't know. What What do you think? Are you a good writer? Haley? what do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> You're an amazing writer. <laughs> I don't think I'm particularly good writer. Um, although it's something I, I do and I feel like I need to do it. I need to put words onto paper. Um, and for me to try and do this path of becoming a writer, I think might be down to my parents and, yeah, my husband encouraging me. Um, but I've been writing a blog for about five years now. So every month... I'll do a new blog entry and that's that was really for my business to get to drive traffic to my website and um but from that I've covered other topics like um history of fashion and issues that a creative entrepreneur might face and things and um my mum actually as reads it every month uh, which is starting to be a recent thing she hasn't always and she doesn't give out compliments you know willy-nilly but she raves about how good I am with words and and it gets me really embarrassed I'm like oh okay thanks mum thanks she's like no you've got such a way with words she always says that and I don't expect her to read it but she does and I I don't know. I feel like also that I shouldn't be saying that that's why I write, but also, you know, when you watch like X Factor and 
they're like really terrible singers and Simon Cowell is like why are you here and they're like because my family have told me I'm a good singer and you're like oh my god they're delusional (laughs) so a part of me is nervous that I fall into that category and Simon Cowell's just gonna walk through the door and say hey you're shit writer go go away get back home (laughs) um sorry language bad language um but yeah so I don't think I'm a particularly good writer but I feel like I have to do it I feel like I just have to do it and in order to get better you have to keep doing it don't you yeah I think it comes to the point where you need to not you say that you're a good writer but I I heard either it was a lot podcast or a book or something that yeah I think it was another author or a publisher on a podcast who said find three people that are not your family or friends um, who then confirm that you're a good writer and I think it's just get them to okay and if they think that you're good then it's that kind of confirmation rather than it coming from you yeah. it's coming from out, so out external sources so interesting yeah, I, I need to find one more then I yeah I'm about two as well <laughs> uh, okay so well that's it's... that's good to know we, we next week we'll try and find someone else to read our work <laughs> to confirm and we'll let you know if we're good yeah. writers or not yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so the next one we're talking about is fear do you have fear about your work putting it out there absolutely um but doesn't everyone else i kind of thought who yes. who, <laughs> who wouldn't have fear about that unless they're dead inside um <laughs> i guess with me i look to my other my own business my other business i make one of garments for clients and i get really anxious even about that process which i think must be the the same with writing because you're uh, I'm making it myself completely there's no one else to blame it's it's all me so you know you want them to like it you hope they like it that it's what they imagined so I guess that's similar in the thoughts that people reading and judging your work they're like judging you yeah which is which I would like to be cool with and and shake it off and not be bothered about, but I absolutely get affected by that. I think it's validation all over again. We're just like little children seeking validation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I that's the thing. I think um, in a way we are really. It's but it's so personal doing writing. It's mm. really. We're putting ourselves out there. And because the thing is, at the end of the day, I think with you making clothes, it is really personal. It's your own skill. It's your own designs and everything. But I think with writing, we are creating these worlds in our own, our imagination and we're putting it on paper. So it's not just a skill in the writing, but it's also the skill in the story work. It's a skill in the characters. Um, and... Yeah, it is personal. And especially if... 
I mean, it's got to be hard for crime writers and horror writers, especially because they're putting out these disturbed images and stories and characters and being in their heads. And I heard it on one podcast is that um, you have to kind of separate yourself away from author you because it is that moment where they go they look at you go and this was in your head does this mean yeah. that you're a little bit like this character Should we be are you a psychopath are you <laughs> <laughs> well there's the thing i think it's i think it's slightly different it depends how dark you go for women's fiction in a way i think you have that brutality of that honest opinion and what's going on in your head and personal feelings i'm not too dark but i think you are you're a bit dark. No, but yeah, <laughs> my first book, there is a couple of dark moments in it. And it's that, what will people read into it? What's what's too dark in certain genres? Do you know, no, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, at what level do you go at before then you go into another genre? And then to the another genre. And then I think the final dark one is pretty much horror, really, isn't it? Mm. So it's... How dark can you go for your genre is mm. the big question. But it is it is pretty damn personal. And I think it's also that fear of being exposed. And it is, like you said, the validation mm. in that if I gave it... I've given my writing out to less than a handful of people. And so... But if I gave it out to more people, would they look at me and go mm, no or would they say yeah this is good and give me that fake smile and yeah <laughs> um, but really they're going this is this a load of crap um, <laughs> she's never going to get published because I think at the end of the day as well it's down to their personal opinion I mean you don't pick up every book and love every book you pick up a book that rings true to mm. you and that you're intrigued in reading and just because you like, I love historical fiction, doesn't mean I love all historical fiction. Yeah. There's certain periods of time that really draws me in, certain types of characters, certain types of story plots and everything. So it's not, every book doesn't fit every person. Mm. So it's down to their personal preference as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I was thinking about this last night. I was thinking about fear and why I have fear about my book and what are the reasons behind it will it be crap I'm a little bit of a perfectionist in some ways I want it to be just a really good book that a lot of people could read but that's not the case and then I went last night to a concert very last minute and I don't really want to say who it was he he was in a biggish Australian band and it was it was nice it was a nice gig it was good um but it occurred to me he's not a particularly good singer this guy uh but he's got this huge following of people and then it made me think of people like Mick Jagger and you know the like Mick Jagger in my opinion he's not a particularly good singer but he's got all the other things like the stage presence and but he yeah. was the singer, and he's a famous singer, and he's not a great singer. So do I want to be a great writer? 
Yeah, yeah I don't I know, there's something that, there. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's the fear of either sometimes maybe being too big um, or being good but not read that no one buys your book, especially if um, a publisher takes you on and you get a decent advance and they go, okay, right, yeah, I can predict it's going to go really good and they boost you up, all this um, boost up your ego and then it doesn't sell, it doesn't get picked up or you become an indie author and you can sell only about 10 copies off Amazon mm. and it's that... Yeah, it's a being, it's a fear of being unread as well, mm. or that you get read, but it's a fear of the reviews. What if you? I mean, you have to have a certain thick skin, I think, to be an author as well. Um, and I think the whole process of if you go the traditional route of rejections helps to boost up your thick skin, because so many famous authors have had. Like Stephen King had his walls lined with rejection letters, yeah. and I think J.K. Rowling had went through about thirty rejections before one publishers took her on. Mm. So it's every author goes through it, but I think you have to have a particular build up the thick skin against it because that's down to their taste as well and preference and what's in vogue at the moment and everything. I'm not sure if I'll ever get confident with my work though even going back to my own business, I'm not, if people say, that's amazing, I go, okay, thank you. But I kind of want to leave the conversation and I feel a bit uncomfortable. And that's after years of honing that craft that I'm still yeah. doubting myself. Whereas with the writing, I don't think, as I said, I'm a particularly good writer. Yeah, so I, I can't imagine ever feeling that way when I'm like, oh, wow, this is a really good book, guys. Read this. You're going to love it. I don't think I'm ever going to say that about something I wrote. <laughs> you're basically, you're going to reply to the review and go, you're talking bullshit, aren't yeah, you, really? Let's face guys, it. Don't Come buy on. This book. Who are you? Are you a neighbour down the road? I'm yeah, you're just saying it because you know me. <laughs> yeah. Is this a pity party, people? <laughs> you're just going to be that kind of go, no. <laughs> Even if it's just like suddenly the Costa Book Award for first not time novelist, no. <laughs> Confidence in my writing? No. But when I had feedback from editor friend um, who's gone through my first book and she'll be going through the rest of them um, when she first gave me the initial feedback because I was petrified mm. I was it wasn't even fear it was just terror um, waiting to hear back and I couldn't sleep and I was restless and I was just like oh my god she's gonna think it's shit and everything like that and then she came back and she went I loved it. The way in which you had this character do this and the way that you linked this with this. So you were almost going back to her saying, what? No, did you did you read my book properly? <laughs> I don't no, know if you read I it was properly. Just like, <laughs> I know. I was almost just like... What book did really? you read? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, really? You saw that link to that? When I was writing it, I don't think I meant to link that yeah. to that. I think it was subconscious. I think she was picking up on all these small things that, as a writer, I wasn't picking up on it. 
as when you I were was writing doing it. it. Yeah. But looking back on it, yeah. I was just like, yeah, I did do it's that. coming through. How did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, do you think it's your upbringing that makes you doubt yourself? Yes, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. How much do you want to get into that? <laughs> Um, I think yes, but not in probably the stereotypical kind of way. Is that um, I think I want to go into a different in a different podcast, but yeah. I'm dyslexic, so my fear when it comes to writing comes from that that I've had to fight how to learn how to write and to read and everything like that. So you have this massive chip on your shoulder. This like you're not good enough. And so my part of my fear is that because when I tell people that I'm dyslexic and I'm a writer, they look at you going, you, you can't be both. You're either one or the other. You're either a writer who's not dyslexic <laughs> or you're dyslexic and you can't write, yeah. but you're kind of being foolish. <laughs> you think you can, but you can't. I think for me, it is part of the... It is upbringing, but I think it's also... You think that all these writers go through and authors go through this big ceremony and they've got this massive intellect and they have this, almost live in this fantasy world and the fantasy life that they've achieved this and they've gone to this and they've studied it here, there and everywhere and then there's just me, Joe Bloggs kind of thing and it's that kind of have I done everything to achieve this as well? I think you have that self-doubt in yourself. What do you think? Do you think yours is linked to your upbringing? Yes, totally. As you know, I'm Scottish. <laughs> and um, I think that is a big part of having <laughs> self-doubt. <laughs> um so I am Scottish, therefore I adapt myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the end. So I, <laughs> I was brought up just like everyone else, else um, around me. So in the sense that you didn't show off, you know, you didn't get too big for your own boots. And then when it came to high school, you know, everyone just wanted to blend in with the crowd. You didn't want to stand out from the crowd. Um... And I, I never really knew why that was. It was just kind of always there. Um, I actually I actually think in the psyche of Scottish people, it's there. Just not, not to get in too big for your boots and um, not standing out. And I think the Highlanders in particular are quite like that, um, which I am. Yeah, just shy and secure, suspicious in some ways, but that's not fear. But I think we have those traits. I could get a lot of complaints coming in, but that could be history <laughs> speak. History, itself. yeah, I think history can have a knock-on effect, but it. I really think it's there, and we can look back to history, or whatever how education is done. My family had felt that way, and in turn, I felt that way. And friends of mine were all the same way too. You also don't want to try too hard in case you get knocked down and you've got that humiliation and embarrassment to go with it. Um, 
still. There's an aspect of that in Cumbria as well mm. that you don't in I mean and Cumbrian you don't want to be an individual you want to be part of the crowd there is when I was growing up in Carlisle is that everyone dressed the same everyone wore the same everyone acted the same mm. everyone went through the same kind of routine as if it's like a weird kind of um sci-fi program but it's no one no one stood out if you dared to wear anything daring anything different if you went to a big city and came back with a whole different outfit the looks you got walking down the street mm. was unbelievable i mean in the fact that in Carlisle, northern cumbria it's, it's different south cumbrian because it's more language languisher and stuff but in northern cumbria it's you don't talk about your feelings. <laughs> you don't really express yourself. It's, it's not as much hugging. It's, yeah, you keep everything guarded. But I think it's also because it's, an, it's a real old historic workers' town. It's mills, it's factories, it used to be coal pits and everything. So it was a hard life. Therefore, you didn't make fuss of it and I think it's a generation thing passed down you don't make a fuss you get on you work you keep your head down and you don't complain mm. and I think it's but it's the same when it comes to you don't an aspire to anything if you have dreams keep them to yourself because if you and try for them you might be let down yeah you might fail yeah, yeah. well I was thinking if I was raised yeah, if I was, like, raised in America or Australia, actually, I even thought in some big places in England, your surroundings would be different, you would have more people around you, um, encouraging you, and, see, I find it even remarkable when I hear of um, a Scottish actor or actress, because I'm like, how did that even come about? How did they even get into acting with everyone around them probably cringing on their behalf and n not having the encouragement so much. I just can't imagine anyone in my area doing anything to like that. And then you hear of it and yeah, I, it just amazes me. A lot of them are from Glasgow. <laughs> yes. So why is that <laughs> biggest, one of the bigger cities, isn't it? Because Glasgow invests so much into its film work because mm. they get money in from film companies to film in Glasgow. And so the Glasgow film industry is huge. So I think there probably is more investment in that. But it depends. I think you have more opportunity in bigger cities. Um, but again, you're dictated by your social circle, your mm. um, traditions within your family, but also... I hate to say it, in this day and age, 2020, it's the class mm. system. It's still oh, no. If you don't yeah. have money, if, you have, if you're from a working class family, that it is hard to shake from because you're brought up that you don't have a lot of money and you have to be grateful for what you've got. And from that generation to another generation, it's just get your head mm. down, get a job, get a roof over your head, pay your bills. Don't go looking for things extra. And it's even now it's like don't go to um, to uni because of the debt, but oh yeah, to be honest, 
you don't start paying the debt back until you get a hard-working, overpaid kind of person. And so for a working-class person, sometimes it's not even there. You'll never get there. So, mm. Yeah. So it's that shouldn't be an issue, but it, they use it as an issue. So it's even that is the barrier. And I think it's the ethos that they have, and it's grandparents telling grandchildren to tell their kids to the and so on and so on so it has a very damaging effect and it can be hard to break from that mold like with the class system i can't say too much i'm just normal in the highlands there's not really i never really knew about class if i'm being honest until i went to uni and people started talking about it i was like what are they talking about um everyone was kind of the same apart from but apart from lairds and landlords that have these giant castles anyway let's not get into that (laughs) that's a whole whole different maybe another podcast we'll find some way to talk about but there's that imbalance there so so there there is a class system there which i never was aware of until i've grown older and i've gone back um, but yeah, it's hard to break from that mold, but I want to break from that mold and I want to get others to break from that mold and encourage, we have to encourage people. If there's anyone listening to this podcast who is giving up on writing, don't write that book because yeah. even if it's going to be maybe your friends that read it, you're bringing something beautiful into the world, even if it's even- a horror. Even, <laughs> even if it's just you writing it and you write the book and it stays on your laptop or it stays on your pad or it stays in a drawer, you've done yeah. that. You've achieved it. And you needed to do it. You needed to get out of your system and write. So even if nothing comes of it in the fact of monetary value, the value of actually expressing yourself, achieving something, to yeah. write a full book, edit it, is massive you need to break away and find your own path find your own voice in your writing in you and just stride ahead be you don't be everyone else don't be another sheep be a different animal be a zebra tiger <laughs> a giraffe not the same time because tiger Who will cares? eat zebra just don't be <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> be you just that's all you can be and that's you and there's nothing more to be added to that very nice Haley. very nice <laughs> so lorna do you have any tips to improve confidence in your work for anyone listening yes um so improving confidence i think it's important to just be comfortable with talking about your book and saying to your friends, your closest friends, if they don't know that you're a writer, let them know you're a writer. And just oh, that's a hard time. one though. Oh, uh, I know, but you don't have to do that is hard. too much, is it? It's yeah. embarrassing because even when they go to me, oh, well, what are you writing? Then I'm like, oh, oh, it's just a, it's just a women's fiction. It's just a bit of fluff. It's you know, you're just wanting the conversation to end. Straight away you're underplaying it. I know, but that's exactly what I do. So then the next time that they ask me, I'm just a little bit more confident on it. The next time they ask me, I'm a bit more. Just little baby steps. 
but talk. Say your writing. You don't have to be saying, okay. oh, I'm really writing a really amazing book right now. Just say your writing. I'm, I'm going to test that tip. I'm going to test it. <laughs> next week, next couple of weeks, I'll let you know how I get on. Yeah. Um, little listeners. But um, I'm going to test that. I'm going to actually put myself out there and yeah. tell three people that I'm writing. Okay, three new we'll people. See. Three new people. Because this week I told um, this girl that I've recently got friendly with and she had said, oh, what did you do last night or something? And I'd said, oh, I'm, I'm actually writing a book. Um, oh, I'm doing a podcast, but I, I write. And she's like, oh, wow, what's that about? And I was just really cringing, but I knew <laughs> if you don't tell anyone, you're never going to talk yes. about it. You're going to talk about it to the same people, a.k.a. my husband, um, who <laughs> is interested for so long, and then that's that. So I would say just get it out there, just just gradually. Okay, get okay. comfortable. So my thing would be to that would be... Do you need to have your spiel down? Because when they go, what's your book about? It's, I feel like you're um, optioning to, a, um, to an agent or a publisher. So, mm. right, give me the blurb of your book. And I feel like I'm waffling. And I was like, it's because it's about blah, blah, blah. And it's about it's um, this young woman and a man. And yeah. it's set in during this time. I don't think you would, I Hayley. think I feel like... I love you, but you're... You, I think if anything, I talk too much. Talk, yeah. I think you would probably have half an hour of their time to tell them... And I see them glaze over like, no, I don't want to read that book. Yeah. No, no. If she, if she writes like she talks, no. I would say going to be a summarize long it. In, in the day and age that we're in, tension spans are not very long. So just try and get it down in a few sentences. Yeah. A few... A sentence. But, like just really but sum up. That's another tip. I mean, we'll be talking about that um, in the next probably month or so when we come to cover letters and blurbs when we're about Ooh. to hit out to publishers, well agents. Um, but yeah, it's having the hook line. I think we need to. You have to really work on your tagline and your hook line which is what grabs an agent straight away and it will grab it'll be what's on your book and your front cover and it's i think you kind of need to work on that don't you to then be able to say it's blah 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 it's a woman on a train who thinks she sees something <laughs> it's that kind of which isn't mine that's a girl on the train <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's that kind of i think you kind of need to hone that in don't you to be able to then that, have that confidence to then approach the agents maybe that's yeah yeah baby steps till you get to that stage yeah exactly just Um, work on everything another thing which might sound a bit people say i've heard people say woo woo a lot oh this might sound a bit woo 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 -woo. but i that's not my vocabulary um this might sound a bit kind of hippie hippie-ish Maybe I a bit too spiritual, the, the next thing I'm going to say. But I have started doing affirmations. Okay. Do you know affirmations? Yes, yeah. I do. Okay, so you're saying things to yourself and you're drumming it in. Um, like, And I will say these things now, which have helped me, but you can 
say whatever you want that makes you feel good. I just feel like I stand a bit taller. I've only started doing this, but I feel good. But if you associate it with writing, for instance, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh. I'm listening. Okay. I need to have like an echoey voice just at these moments. <laughs> um, I'm a writer. I am love. I am fearless. I do my best. I am worthy. I believe in myself. I think they're good. I think they're really good. But they're not overly um, confident, which it should be. You know, actually, I, it should be more confidence in there. But for me, yeah. they're a bit more realistic. I know what you mean, but I think no, I think that sounds really good. Mm. And yeah, I think maybe confirming to yourself that you are worthy of it. So tips on how to stop fear. Do you right. have any? Do you have any tips on how to stop fear? No, because then I would stop my own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just. I think I would have to be. Um, I think it's embrace the fear. Oh, embrace you didn't. Unknown. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> she just yours? took mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your answer better be really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go on. Yeah, I, I think you have to embrace the fear. I think it's... Before you go out on stage, you feel the butterflies. Before you're about to sing, before you start to put yourself out there and stand on the stage for everyone to see, you have this churning stomach, churning sensation in your stomach and butterflies flying all over the place. And you can either crumble under that fear and not step out on stage and let everyone else down, or you could take a deep breath, embrace it, use it as an adrenaline surge and just go forward. And just go, right, what have I got to regret? What have I got to fear? Let's just do this. What's the worst can, that can happen? And I think that's one thing as well, is that I don't do the affirmation like you do. <laughs> um, because I feel like sometimes if I start to, and I know some, so many people say, visualize it, put yourself out there, visualize it. As soon as I visualize something, that's when it goes pear-shaped. And it always happens, ever since I was little. Um, so I now, instead of that, I go, right, what's the worst that can happen? And I visualize the worst. And if the worst doesn't happen, then it's a damn positive. <laughs> and it's that kind of, okay, if I put my book out there to agents, what's the worst that can happen? No one picks it up. Right, I go indie publishing. Mm. If I put it out there and no one reads it, what's the worst that can happen? That I haven't lost anything. It hasn't cost me anything apart from maybe couple of hundred pounds maybe but you know what the best thing that's happened I've written a book mm. and I think if you put it in that priority and you put it in that kind of order and realism behind it then there is no fear if I tell people that I'm a writer that I write I've written a couple of books now that what are they going to do laugh in my face that's their issue literally that is their yes. issue why are they yes. laughing at me it's not a funny subject yeah so that's their own demons telling them to laugh at me so i think you have to kind of step back from the situation as well and analyze it and go okay 
what is there actually to be fearful of? I think when you're in the moment, you feel that kind of your voice goes quiet and you feel like you're cringing and you want to step away and you feel yourself blushing and you get all hot and sweaty and you go, oh my goodness, just swallow me whole right now. But it's just like, but actually, why am I fearful of this person's opinion? Mm. How do they have power over me? And I think that you have to take, take the power back really and embrace the butterflies embrace yeah. the adrenaline surge and just plow forward absolutely right so yeah what, no so what you would you add basically to that? said what i was gonna say word for word <laughs> <laughs> that's because we're psychically linked that's what it is <laughs> um i used to have to um speak in meetings when i worked in offices which i hated and I would get really hot, as you were saying, I would get really hot and um, my face would go really red and it was an absolute mental thing I had to acknowledge in the end. I had to do that, whereas you're going, okay, so what's the worst that can happen in this meeting? I can go really red in the face that people stop me halfway through and say, are you okay? You look like you're going to explode or something, um, <laughs> yeah. which is not that terrible you know so I had to just accept it okay so what I'm gonna get really red in the face I might sweat a bit but that's not really gonna stop what I'm saying that's just you know it, it might happen it might not it's so hard to accept that but as soon as you start to accept that that actually disappears and it did disappear for me um, who's to say it might, it, you know, flares up now and again, but it's not necessarily, it is with panicking, but sometimes it's not even through panicking. It's just, so, I'm so pale. Sometimes it just happens and you've just yeah. got to not, it, your brain is so powerful, can controls yeah. so much. So, um, but yeah, you basically said what I was going to say word for word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I would say, right, is to get out of that headspace of yours. Okay, maybe you're like, oh god, yeah. my book I'm writing. Oh, it's no one's gonna like it. Da da da. You're just building this up in your head. You need to get out yeah. and do something completely different. Go and do a dance class if you're in a city, or if you're not in the city, just go outside and do your own dance class. Or, um. Or join tennis clubs or go out and do singing or just do something completely unrelated. If you find yourself fixating on this, I don't think that is good in any no, of our lives to fixate on one thing. Yeah. So get out, go and have fun, lighten up and it might help you put things into perspective. I think one I would add as well to overcome your fear of putting yourself out there I think I would say when you're reading through your book before you submit it or put it out of indie publishing or put it to agents or anything um before you read it through the last time just list off 10 positive things about your book give yourself 10 positive things that you love about your book because at the end of the day if an agent doesn't like it, they don't like it. Mm. But you've confirmed how much you love your own book. Yeah. And then that is an achievement. And I think you have to then be proud of it rather than ashamed of it. 
Um, Haley, we've reached the end. Not fully, but <gasps> almost. Have. Recommendations time. Do, 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 do. <laughs> we need a little jingle, or every time are we just going to sing a little tune? Yeah, I think so, <laughs> because I can't edit that well. So, <laughs> do you have a recommendation this time? Um, I do. We've talked about the Word Writer podcast mm-hmm. earlier, Sarah Pinter, but I she due to her podcast, she wrote a book. Stop worrying, start writing. And um, I recently bought it on Audible um, so that I can fall asleep, listen to audiobooks, and I walk um, at lunch breaks and everything and listen to them. And it is really good. She starts off from the beginning talking about the basics of how to start writing and what you need and getting over the first initial doubts. Um, to the bigger stuff so when you're actually writing the book and when you finish the book and you're submitting it or you're becoming an indie author because she's a hybrid um, and it's yeah she totally talks you through it and she's it, she reads the audiobook as well if you ever wanted to get the audio one but it's just her calm voice and I mm. would yeah I would highly recommend that because it's useful it's full of useful advice um, and it's not too long, so oh. unlike some other books that you have to pick up and put down and everything, I would, yeah, I would think I would recommend that book to anyone, just to give them a bit of confidence boost if they were struggling with a self-doubt. What would you recommend, Lorna? Right, I would recommend a podcast called Courage and Spice with Ooh. Sass Petherick. Um... So I've been listening to her for a couple of years now and she's amazing. She's very calming to listen to. She's a Kiwi. She's a um, New Zealand woman and she studied self-doubt and interviews people but also talks just sometimes herself and she'll take a topic and discuss it in depth. Um, so I've been enjoying Changing Unhealthy Beliefs unconditional self-acceptance and there's so much more but she really delves into self-doubt fear just exactly what we've been talking about and she is trained she's studied this so she re- she can get oh, quite okay. philosophical about things and so what's her podcast called it is called courage and spice oh i'll have to check that one out mm. i haven't even checked that yeah. one out yet that's um, a good recommendation. May I also shamelessly plug my blog? Of course you can. It's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually wrote a post on steps to stop fear and self-doubt some months ago. And ah. this isn't aimed specifically at writers. It's really for everyone. And it's small steps when you're feeling a bit trapped and blocked and you're yeah trapped in your own fear that you you can't move forward you feel like you can't move forward so that is um steps to stop fear and self-doubt and that's on my website um and it's in the blog section so you should find it there 
Um, but yes, thank you very much. And thank you very much for your time. She's written other lovely blog posts as well, so you should oh. check those out oh, while you're there. Oh, thanks. Anyway, let's get on to But if you have any tips or tricks to overcome self-doubt or fear or challenges or anything, then send us a buzz on Twitter. We are Aspiring Authors Pod um, at Aspiring Authors on Twitter. And or send us a message or send us a treat and just tell us what it is and we'll share it out with our other fellow listeners and it would just be great to hear what you have to say because i mean i think it's universal across all writers you listen to um all they talk about is yes i have self-doubt i um either whether whether or not they're starting off or the pros at the game of writing it's I think everyone kind of suffers from it. It's so there, and once other, you dive yeah. into it, you just unravel so much. It ju- I feel like it goes on and on and on, like what we were talking yeah. about with our identity and all those different areas that affect um, fear and self-doubt. It's just... Yeah. It's so whether or not it's your own... Yeah, it's whether or not it's linked to your own demon or yeah. whether or not it's actually linked to the writing and... It's, yeah, I think everyone suffers from it. So if you have anything new to add or confirm what we've already said, then just, yeah, send us a bell. Or send us an email at Aspiring Authors. If you want to send us just a little email or a little conversation or if there's anything that we can help you with, um, yeah, just send us a little email and then we'll message you back. What's the email address? Well. It's aspiringauthors at outlook.com. Okay, cool. Oh, Haley. So, anything else you want to add before we toddle off? Um, so, next time we will be talking about writing routine. So, if you have any tips or tricks on writing routine that you want to send in and we can, or any questions you want to ask us about ours, um, we've kind of already kind of touched on it a little bit, but we'll mm. go into deeper um, what's the driving force behind it. Um, are your morning, evening, where do you write and everything. So if you have any questions you want to ask us, send it to all the links I've just said at Twitter or email. Um, and yeah, we'll be in touch and we'll meant, um, answer your questions. Awesome. Okay. Nice to see you, Haley. <laughs> are you going to do your little news presenter sign off? What would that be? <laughs> what do they say? Thank you for listening. Oh, I don't know. Good night. Thank you for listening to Aspiring Authors. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to Haley and Lorna mm-hmm. at Aspiring Authors. Thank you again and welcome back. And <laughs> <laughs> Good effort. Good effort. You know what I loved about that is you didn't give in to fear. You just did it. And that's what we're talking about today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Aspiring Authors. You can find us on Twitter at Aspiring Authors Pod. 
credit goes to Josh Woodward for our theme music, Once Tomorrow.